Hey, everybody, Chad here. Before we get started on the show, we have a great guest. Tommy Ryman is with us. Just wanted to let you know, I have some dates coming up again. So uh, we have Madison, Wisconsin, comedy on State Street. That is, I'll be at the Kevin Bozeman pre-Thanksgiving show, November 24th. That is actually in two days, if you're listening on Monday. Uh, And then November 26th and 27th, which is Friday and Saturday of this week, I will be there as well. I'll be headlining the show with Kevin is just a short set. Then in Indianapolis, Indiana at Helium Comedy Club, December 7th and 8th. Atlanta, Georgia, December 9 through 11. Never forget, I'll be at the Punchline Comedy Club. And then Portland, Oregon, Helium Comedy Club, December 29th and 30th. Those wrap up the dates for my year. I have a whole tour on chaddaniels.com for 2022. If you want to check those out, let me know. And okay. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Across from me, as always, staring into his computer screen, uh, looking a little confused. You know him. You love him. You missed him, but you don't have to anymore because he's here. It's Cyrus Amundsen. Hey, sweet baby Chad. It's nice to be here. Hello. Hi there. How are are things? I see you got your, well, I got you got a hoodie on, and you got some... uh, you got some real, real shorty shorts on. I like the shorty shorts. They're Lululemon, and they're okay. just below my nutsack. And that's the truth. They make me feel comfortable and uh-huh. attractive at the same time. I like them. Uh, okay. I'm doing. I'm doing great. Uh, I just found recently uh, a category on Netflix called uh, called Girls Night In. So oh. I've been smashing that shit. Rom-coms, holiday movies, yep. holiday rom-coms, mm-hmm. TV shows sure. about high school students. Um, mistletoe. Mistletoe. I'm all, it's been fantastic. So I've had a really good week. Well, that's, uh, I'm very glad to hear that. Uh, you you watch these things, um, it's just a whole category called that? Yeah, I'd never seen it before. I was just flipping through and it, I, I've, you know, the Netflix categories, they're, it's like in a line. How old sure, am I? Sure, absolutely. You know, they put the movies in a line on the screen. So I... Hey, was, y'all, listen, you don't even got to search movies no more. They actually line them up for you. It's in a QU. They put it in a QU and it is, it, it, it's like you watch one movie and you think you're done. It'll start another movie. And it, it read minds. It read minds real well. They, you watch a movie with The Rock and it like, hey, would you like this film with John Cena? I think I would. I, indeed, I think I would. I love it. Yeah, I was just scrolling categories down and then I started, I was like, oh, that's a good, oh, I like that. Oh, I'd watch that. And then I just mm-hmm. scrolled through like 70 things and I was 68 of them. I thought, mm-hmm, yes. And then I yeah. looked at the title of the category and it was Girls Night In. And I said that. In the last... In the last two days, how many times have you seen Reese Witherspoon? She is all over the place. She yeah, is, but she's great. She's earned it. Yeah, she's good in everything she does. Uh, you won't hear me I say a bad word. What's your favorite uh, Reese Witherspoon movie? Say it on... What? Okay. Okay, go. Ready? One, two, three, four weddings. Hold on, just wait. Four, you mean four Christmases. One, two, Hold on, three, just wait, four Christmases. Hold on, just wait, because I can't think of the name of mine. <laughs> Well, clearly me either. And I knew it was four Christmases because they don't go to four fucking weddings. They go to four Christmases. 
I love how I, I know the movie. They go to four Christmases. I quoted it with mistletoe earlier, and now I go four weddings and a funeral. I changed complete movies. And I have spent the last two straight minutes just trying to remember the name Sweet Home Alabama with Josh Lucas, and I can't. I couldn't even get close. This is probably the worst two minutes in our podcast history. But Oh, I disagree. Let me t- Oh, I dis- I disagree. Let me tell you something, Chad. It can't be any worse than what I hear every single time I listen to the radio. Okay. Because I I listen to talk radio all day long, like sports talk radio, just kind of in the background or NPR or some shit like that. And to do it, I use the iHeart app on my phone. Uh-huh. And whenever I'm doing that, they play like the same commercials over and over and over and over. Digital commercials. I think it's, yeah, it's, a, it's geo-targeted to the listener. Oof, well, for a guy who hasn't had a sip of alcohol in 19 years, they're, st- they're sure trying to sell me a fucking manly beer. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what beer it is because every time the commercial starts, I get so disgusted that I, I, I just kind of turn off from the commercial and turn inward and angry. But it, like, it starts out, it's one of those, like, if you, are you the sort of man who... No matter how many times he misses the fairway, still pulls out his driver. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, a challenging your manliness beer. Oh yeah, and one of them is so great. It's like, are you the sort of man who will never let a high school friend forget a high school nickname? Oh, you mean a fucking asshole? Is this beer for fucking <laughs> assholes? That's a because that's a special sort of dickhead because. Calling someone by a high school nickname is different than not letting them forget it. Because if your yeah. nickname in high school was C.D. White and you liked that, and I call you by that, cool. But if you're 48 years old, like I, I, have, a, I have a friend who in high school, he had a disagreement with another human being. And to settle it, he took a shit on the hood of their car. And yeah. so for a long time, we called him Poop. That was his nickname, just the word poop. But if I'm How do you not say hey you're a sh- you're a shithood? <laughs> How do you not give him the the play on words shithead? It's confusing to me. You guys suck at nicknames. But if I'm 48 years old, like at a dinner with that guy's wife and kids and I'm like, "Hey, poop, pass me the mashed potatoes." Like you're a fucking asshole. You got to let that guy forget <laughs> that nickname. It's just such a shitty like, "Are you the sort of man who gotten an argument with his wife in front of his friends and made a cry but felt good about it this <laughs> this be are, are you this beers for the sort of men who will yell at other people's kids at the soccer game are you the sort of man that took his graduation engagement and wedding pictures on the hood of an iraq this beers for you are you the sort of man that despite the way society has progressed, you still insist on calling any other man who likes any sort of art a homo? Well then slurp, slurp up this beer like you accuse them of doing to dongs, because you're a man's man. Are you the sort of man that had to hold your wife's purse one time when she was shopping and now you keep all your beers between her tits? You're going to love... <laughs> you're gonna love this beer are you the sort of man that will likely create other men who do the same behaviors as you and continue the pattern of uncomfortability and negativity in our society 
Grab a Miller Lite. I don't know if it's Miller Lite. I don't know. I have no idea. Are you the kind of man that broke up with his girlfriend and you loved how she used to piss on you? So now you just use a beer bong over your head and pretend it's her? You're going to love this beer because it's yellow. If I'm, We got to stop because this will just be the whole. We have a guest and this will be the whole show. You sure do. Like, hey, Tommy, how was being on Middle of Summer? I, I just sat there and listened to them do a fake beer commercial. That got really out of control for 60 minutes. So I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't great. <laughs> hey, we do have a guest. And uh, he's been sitting there waiting patiently in his wonderful studio. This guy's the first person I've ever seen with a microphone arm that has been one of our guests. Like it hangs like from a radio station. Very awesome. Yeah, I want it. Uh, you know him. You love him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tommy Ryman. Hello. How are you guys? Hi. Thanks for having me on. You're doing great. Of course. How are you? Good. I just wanted to hear more of the beer commercial. I was like, it's overall. Come on. More more beer commercial. Those look great. Are you the sort of man who eight years after high school fingered his something teacher? I don't know. It's over. Oh, it's right. over. It's over. I said finger and I was like, Sai, come on. This is Tommy's time. And then Are I you was, the sort of man that puts in his will he has to be buried in his letterman's jacket? Just kidding. Nobody that would do that has a will. Enjoy our beer. I got a really good one. Are you the sort of man who spends his time commenting on the Twitter feeds of teams that your favorite team is playing this weekend? Well, you're a fucking loser and this beer's for you. Um Tommy, I didn't know you drank beer. Okay, cool. Tommy, I've got so much going on, Chad. Tommy, uh, we've known Tommy forever. Uh, Tommy yes. came up at the same club. We all came up at the same club, Acme. And we, Chad, I don't know, even know if you will remember this, but when Tommy and I were very young in mm -hmm. our comedy careers, when you, I was a young warthog. You don't want to finish it? Oh, I'm waiting until you talk to finish it. <laughs> Go ahead. When we were both very young, we were invited by you to open for you uh, at your Grand Forks show, which is one of the, sh it's the show you do, excuse me, your Fargo show. Uh, yep. You do it every year. You love it. It was very nice you. of you to ask us. And the day before, Tommy, do you remember, it was probably the worst snowstorm in my comedy career. And I was new enough to comedy that I just treated it like school, where I was like, oh, well, it's snowing. I'm not going to the comedy show. And you were like, we do need to go to this. And so Tommy and I <laughs> trekked at 11 miles an hour from Minneapolis to Fargo and had a really nice time. And that, that began Tommy and I's friend. Normally, we have to tell a story that makes people look bad but funny. You know, when we're talking right, about sure. how we know them. But sure. Tommy and I just had a really nice start to our relationship. Yeah, I, so I've noticed that a lot of the guests we have on, it's like the same story. It's like, hey, we did comedy at Acme. Right. I mean, so it's like that kind of story. But I, I remember a great story of uh, Akumal when we went snorkeling uh, with sea turtles. Yes. Akumal used to have, so stand-up records and... Uh, Good old Guster used to put on a festival down in Akumal, Mexico, which is like an hour south of Cancun. And it was a ton of comedians. And it was so much fun. And um, they had like a, uh, the Grateful Dead used to go there when they were off tour to try to do a ton of drugs and write more songs. 
which doesn't make sense because I think they just have one super long song. But they, there was so there was a Grateful Dead house where comedians would stay. There's a Grateful Dead stage that they funded. And so it was an absolute blast. But also there was a place called Half Moon Bay where not Soleil Moon Fry. You're thinking of the girl that played Punky Brewster. It's Half Moon Bay. Love her. And all the sea turtles would come in to do it at the same time as the festival. So we would snorkel out there and try to get as close as we could to a sea turtle. That was I, I remember snorkeling there. And then Megan and I wanted to snorkel just right out of, outside of our hotel. My my now mm-hmm. wife was not my wife at this time. And so we went out, but it was kind of dusk, so it was getting darker. And there was just a giant school of fish that came up. And that startled me as a not regular <laughs> snorkeler. And I just remember kind of shoving Megan's body in front of me. And then she was like, oh, here's my, this is the man that is afraid of not dangerous fish in big numbers. Uh, so, and then there was another fish in this other lagoon that would like bite you when you walked into the steps, like it would nibble. There's a little tiny, yeah. little tiny black fish. I remember yeah, that. People would, uh, we well, need to bring its race in to the. It would hide under the ladder, would hide under the ladder. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, you'd see people, their whole upper body would jut in one direction, like they were falling yeah. down quickly, and it's because they got bit by this little tiny and fish. And he would be like, pranked! Like, that was his thing. He'd yeah, like, gotcha! Absolutely right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start telling memory, enjoyable memories of guests instead of, uh, we started at Acme, and uh, Lewis didn't like either one of us. Yeah, I thought you guys, you right. say we started Acme, and then I'm supposed to tell a story about getting ultrasounds on my testicles. But that's not oh, the, been the listening. <laughs> yeah. To all of you've them. Been Every story. Well, good. You know, speaking of stories, and this is going to seem weird, but why don't you just uh, get into the list right away? Because you have you have a great list. I'm excited. And it's more than normal. So let, I, th- I say we go right in. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys some good stories. Uh, I think the first one that I, I'm going to talk about is, again, traveling with Megan. Uh, who I mentioned okay. in, uh, the, briefly snorkeling with her. Uh, our last big trip we took before the whole shutdown, we got to go to Europe. We'd been okay. we'd been planning a lot of trips, and and a lot of trips she comes with me are based around stand up because I'm mean and I'm like, well, we can want want you want to go to Grand Rapids, uh, and and she was like, no, I want to go to Europe, and I was like, I'm not booked there yet, so um, we'll, we can try to figure it out. Uh, so, but we got to go to we went to all around Europe. Uh, in our final uh, final week there, we were in London. Uh, Hold on, you went all around. All around. Europe? We st- Do you know how fucking big Europe is? Yeah, we. Uh, it was. I guess it was London, Italy, Amsterdam, and France. We did part of your. Oh, that's a yeah, lot. We got like three of part them of done it. out of the. Hey, you want to know? You want to know my daddiest of dad jokes? Yeah, Ugh. is when I'm in I'm in a public restroom. And it's really busy. And then a urinal will open up and somebody goes, you're up. And I'll go, Asia. And just look at them and wait like we're doing a continent contest. <laughs> and, and everyone's like, dude, just go to the bathroom. That's a good, that is the daddiest of it's, dad jokes. That's good. It is a very, very dad joke. Yeah. I might have told this on the show before. And it, why don't I just detour away from Tommy's way better story. <laughs> but have I ever told you what Joel does in airport bathrooms? Uh-uh. Anytime we're traveling in an airport bathroom together and I'm like, hey, I got to use the bathroom. He'll wait for me to leave. Then a minute later, he'll come into the crowded bathroom, park his dick, 
right next to me and just start talking to me as though we don't know each other at all. And then he'll put it. his hand on my shoulder. Like he just gets really, really into conversing with a stranger in the bathroom in front of a bunch of other strangers. Wasn't worth it. Tommy, keep going. <laughs> nope, because I, now I have one. Have you ever remember when they used to have the big troughs yes. at sporting events where it was like there was no division at all? It was just like you're Couldn't all peeing pee in a giant nose, tub. Because daddy's got a shy bladder. Not me. I will go to an actual stranger. I don't pretend. It's like whoever comes up next to me, I go sword fight for a beer every <laughs> single time. And they just look at you like, um, never. Not ever would I ever do that. <laughs> Are you the type of man that would challenge another man to sword fight with urine for a beer? Are you right, the Tommy. Are you the type of man who went to a football game with his father when he was 17 years old and didn't know troughs were a thing and so you held your piss so long that you literally thought your bladder was going to explode and then your dad asked you what the hell's wrong with you when you told him that story and you felt emasculated as a man well then your name's Sai and this beer isn't for you <laughs> Are you the sort of man that went to a basketball game when you were in high school and were promised courtside seats, but all of a sudden had to sit way up where you couldn't even see the basketball game? Well, then it doesn't matter what kind of beer you're drinking because you're drinking to forget. Okay, Tommy, we're ready. Okay. I'm going to shut up now. Uh, so you're, you're in Europe. Yeah, so you're all around Europe. Yeah, so but we ended it in in London and we were going to go to some Broadway shows because Megan and I have theater backgrounds. Uh, and so we were going to go see, I think wicked. Uh, and when you're, Oh, it's my favorite of all time. I promise yeah, you. It's fun. There's a witch and she sings. It's got a wizard of Oz background. So we, I knew the story sort of, uh, you know, what's incredible about that musical is that they, they tiptoe around the trademarked parts of the wizard of Oz so brilliantly because they didn't get the rights to sure. it. So so they can't they can't say Toto. They can't say a bunch of different things that are trademarked. So like at the end they're like, oh, and that little dog too. You know, they just like they have to tiptoe around it. And I think it's done so brilliantly. Yeah. So it was fun. But but it had been a long trip. You're stressful just traveling in general. There's always things like emotions go up and down. Uh, but we were sure. really excited. It was coming towards the end of our trip. We're getting the hang of things. We were on the underground uh the london underground the subway that is in london sure. and uh and it was kind of the rush hour time so this is really busy time and so we were heading onto the underground uh megan was behind me because i lead as a protector uh uh unless there's fish yeah yep. and uh and so yeah there was no fish but we so the train just gets in i'm like nice we're gonna make it on time i get onto the train i turn back megan has somehow gotten a little bit behind me and uh and then i just look at her as the doors just close and and, and i was like oh that's my wife and then and then i was just on a train by myself and i was like i guess this is it because i also like we had i had my cell phone she left her stuff i had our tickets I think I had her, oh. like I was holding all because I had the money bags. I'm like the Rick Steves nerd. I was like, I got it, baby. You just follow me. I'm going to get you to your play. It's going to be amazing. So I literally I was like, oh, <laughs> but I was like, I'm just going to get off at the next stop. My wife will get on the next train. She will know to get off. I'm, I was assuming this will be the step. Like I'm assuming she doesn't think I'm going to try to come back. I was like, she'll get on the next train and yep. I'll wave. 
this will work seamlessly and we'll we'll find each other uh, and so i get off the next stop uh megan did get on the next train uh, but for some reason she didn't like stay by the door she was like i want to get into the furthest part of this train as i can't probably for protection she's like i already lost my huge seven foot husband uh, most people listen to this podcast right so i can just describe myself yeah oh, okay. no video good this is our seven foot husband and so i'm very handsome yeah <laughs> yeah so my 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 bones have a lot of meat on them and aren't hunched yeah you look really thick si. you look good thank you meaty so i get off the stop i'm waiting the train pulls up, Megan is in the middle of the train. I'm waving to her like crazy. And then she just starts shoving people out of the way. She gets into like, like, that's my man mode. Cause I was like, I was like, she's not going to get off. And then she did get off. We met up, uh, there was tears, but like we've been reunited. And so, <laughs> and then we realized we just have to get back on that train. But then that one, so we, I should have just got on the train that she literally like man armed people to get off of. <laughs> but when you're panicked, you don't think, you know, so then we wait for another train. We get on that one holding each other's hands. We're really go to the, go to the play. It's awesome. Or musical is wonderful. Uh, then at the end of the night, we're going back home. We're getting on, we get on the train together. We don't let go of each other anymore. There's literally a couple getting on the train, uh, after we're on the exact same thing happens. the door starts to close and this dude just puts his body in front of the whole door and just like pulls his girlfriend on and Megan just stares at me like, Oh, you could have done that. And I was like, I didn't know there's superheroes in London. you like, I was like, I'm not going to risk my body to just yank you onto a train. So, Oh my God. That's so awesome. Yeah. And then they just made out in front of us for like 15 minutes <laughs> while she was all impressed. Are you the sort of man that would risk life and limb to keep a door open for your loved yeah. one? Are you the sort of man that oh. didn't go to Wicked that night and just drank with a hot girl and then brought her onto the London Underground? Oh, that's that's really incredible. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing worse than feeling emasculated in front of the person you want to love you the most. And I, I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but try walking through an airport while your wife carries all your stuff. Like the way other human men and women look at you, it's pr like I've, it's a it's a pretty rough feeling. <laughs> Yeah. Megan's just used to it. She just knows like, this is Tommy. This is the, what we deal with in life. And it's endearing. It was part of your vows. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, a comedian, Rob Little, married us and he was like to hold and protect. And then he turned to Megan. I was like, you're going to have to do a lot of the protecting or whatever. <laughs> like, just know this is a frail boy. I love, I love how Megan knows now. She's just like, Anytime something like that happens, well, this will be on his new album. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, maybe he'll get a bit out of it. Yeah, just take a deep breath. This is much better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is, and not to use a hokey transition, but it is, it is weird. Chad gets to be a single person by himself now, but it is, it is odd being a human with a significant other while doing comedy because inherently you talk about them. And I know on your, like, we can go into that one. You got yourself into a bit of a situation. I, here's the deal. 
let's break the let's break the wall down for the audience tommy we just edited something tommy just was like this actually leads to my next story and i stopped him and i was like you know what tommy why don't we make this show a little shinier and let me transition from story to story like a host and then i stumbled and went like so garage sale bob and tom on it like that was it that was if moose in the morning was had been fired seven or eight times that was the fucking point is you were on the radio. I'm a chat. I'm going to go upstairs. You handle this. One. I'd uh, just like to throw in. I love Bob and Tom, so I don't know what you're talking about. I said garage sale Bob and Tom. I also love Bob and Tom. What are you trying to turn me against Bob and Tom for? What are you trying to turn Bob and Tom against me for? Because I know you're close to them now. I know you're closer in proximity. Sure. And I want to ruin that, sever that relationship. It's fine. Tommy, you were on the radio. Go ahead. Chad, I'm going to go. I'm going to go away for a while. Okay. So that was a great transition set that uh, saying I was on the radio. That does remind me of the time I was on the radio. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> unlike, unlike Bob and Tom though, the radio, I was on AM radio. This is what this story revolves around AM radio. And when, okay. when I say AM radio and that it affected my life, AM radio shouldn't affect any of our lives ever at any point, right? Like that's something that shouldn't be like, what, what, what were you driving? And then you, you bumped the, the thing and it hit, went to AM radio and then you crashed. Is that what, cause that's the only reason AM radio should directly affect your life. Was North Korea dropping bombs on us and you were listening to it on AM radio, but then you had to go under a bridge and lost the, the connection instantly. Lost the feed. Yeah. Yeah. Under a tree branch. Like where did, Oh, but so I, I was on a, uh, AM radio show and when I get opportunities like that this AM radio show is it's done by a, a another comedian too and he asked he goes do you want to be on my AM radio show and when he, when I get big opportunities like that in my comedy career like when something mm -hmm. falls at my lap like that the first person I call Obviously. is Megan I go sweetheart like it happened <laughs> I I booked that AM radio show and then she was like what oh Tommy like this is amazing because she's loving and supportive and then when she when she finds news about something that I'm doing big in my career, the first person she calls is her mom. So she called her okay. mother and she goes, Tommy's going to be on AM radio. you got to tune in. This is, this is a big deal in his career. And my mother-in-law is super supportive. So she was grocery shopping, but she was like, oh, he's about to be on the same radio show. I'm going to not go into the store. I'm going to sit in this parking lot and I'll listen to my son-in-law on some AM radio. Okay, that's... that's there's a lot of uh, setup it's a for good this, setup. but now. But we needed we needed every last yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm really of trying to paint that, a picture after for that you. fucking transition. We sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so now the AM radio show I'm talking about the main topics that you talk about on this show are religion and politics, which is always oh, yeah. That's a those are perfect topics for an extended family person to hear your views. But is the show called Don't? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe that's what it should be called. But fortunately, like my my I'm, my in-laws are very politically. We we're on the same page, uh, and we were talking about the religious religion portion of the of the show. We're, we're talking about religion. Uh, also, side note: this is this show is sponsored by a uh, a store called Smitten Kitten. I don't know if you are aware of that store. Uh, that is an oh, adult I'm... toy store. Based yeah, in, yeah. in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where you can sure pick is. up your vibrators or other stuff. Also, that that mm -hmm. did not bother me that my mother-in-law was being advertised 
I was like, she is a grown woman, more power to, right? Like she, she's no, she's, uh, she knows about yeah. this stuff. Of course. And you're not responsible. They didn't go, hey, Tommy, want to do our show? And also bring in a couple commercials with you. Right. And I didn't even know. You're not responsible for booking yeah. the app. And at this time, I I was not aware that my mother-in-law was even listening because this had been called. So, okay, sure. So sure. I was just pumped to be on AM radio. That's what I was focused on. But we were talking about religion. And religion-wise, I'm agnostic is what I identify okay. as because I'm too I'm too nervous to go. There goes our heartland audience. I, well, I'm too nervous to go full atheist because I feel like God would get mad if he found out right. that I yes. went full atheist. Yeah. So that's why I do the agnostic type religion. But my wife, she is atheist, full, like, it's, that's right. what she's about. Uh, and so that literally that's what I was talking about on the show. Uh, but I didn't realize at that time that Megan had oh. never had that conversation with her mother. Oh, so you gave the, I was breaking news for the yeah. family. So my, my mother-in-law was sitting in a parking lot, getting advertised dildos and vibrators while also finding out that her daughter <laughs> no longer believes in the Lord. So that was a really good Tuesday for her. Uh, but the best part is we're all from the Midwest, so we have just never talked about it. We just have not addressed it. We go now. I've talked about really? it on another platform. Uh, so, oh no, she won't hear it here. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> you guys don't have grocery oh store audiences. That's so fantastic that you're just like. So here's this couple things about my wife. She spent four years in college. Uh, sexing up women <laughs> and uh yeah she, she was raised to love jesus and now uh thinks he was just a very nice man yeah just all all of this stuff and her mom's just weeping right and then all this all of a sudden hey ladies <laughs> are you the kind of lady that whose man is out drinking beer well the smitten kitten is for you what did here's did they ever like obviously they didn't address it with you guys as a couple like as a group but did her mom ever say anything to her privately about it not one thing like they're 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 very like well just like just kind of like yep that's you we're not gonna like there wouldn't be anything to do and they're not super religious too like they went to church bringing her sure. up but normally in the midwest so for people listening not in the Midwest, here's what happens when something like this takes place. You go to the next holiday and it's quieter. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to the next. So Thanksgiving is quiet. And then Christmas, eh, it's still quiet, but there's a little more talking. And then Easter rolls around, a little more talking. And then by next Thanksgiving, you're back to the normal word count. And you go, oh, they've forgiven us. Yeah. And we never even had to talk about it. Well, Megan really wanted me to address it on other AM radio shows, but I have not ever been asked back to it. So I can't even <laughs> fix it. <laughs> like, that was the one AM radio show I could get on. So that's the other frustrating thing. <laughs> I love that you're talking about AM radio. Like it's being asked to star in a movie. It's so great. How much... <laughs> How much glam you're putting on. Well, you're putting the AM in glam. Yeah, well, you know, I've done FM radio and it was fine. But oh, that kind of crackly AM radio, 
I just, that's beauty. <laughs> that sort of radio that's as hard to listen to as it is to get to? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. You have to go through a farm somehow. <laughs> yeah, you're like, why is that giant miniature Eiffel Tower at the other side of that farmland? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's where it is. They're still doing those like live band recordings in the studio. We're like, meow, 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 meow. like they're like, these guys are going to be a hit. All right. <laughs> yeah, they're they're recording it from the microphones yeah. to the actual the record. Yeah, exactly. It's actually scratching the music in. Yep. I'm gonna move you right along here, and I'd like to hear about uh, I'd like to hear about your next story. Okay. And the reason I, the reason I'm not telling you reading it is because I don't know if the punchline is in the in it. Well, I think and, the. You don't this, want to risk sounding worse than I did, which makes a lot of sense. This is just another AM radio story. These are all AM radio stories. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, actually, let me, uh, Tommy, let me, I'd like to shine this up a little bit. Let me, let me get you into this just a little bit. So, um, fleebity flew, flirber fleebin fly, and then a pine tree. Have you ever been in a car? Oh, man. Funny you should ask that, Chad. Thank you. Uh, I have been in a car, and I I was going to tell a story about my, my first car accident. I don't know if you have ever been in a, a car accident, and I'm surprised. I have. I, I, I've told the story. I have. I've rolled a car yeah. before. I didn't roll this car, but this was the first car accident I've ever been, and also my, my state farm, my insurance agent is my father. Uh, I should let you know that uh, he worked for State Farm for years. So, and I, I don't know if you're can aware. We know, can we know his name? His name is Ron. This is Ron hey, Elmer. Hey, Ron Ryman. from State Farm. Did do you ever do you ever say to him like, "Am I just getting the Tommy raid here?" I do. I, I try to. I'm like, yeah. is this? Come on, Ron. Let's pull some. Am strings. I just getting the Ryman raid? What's going on here? Yeah. I do want to tell you one thing before you get started because I wanted I want to have you tell the story uninterrupted, but. I told one story about being in a car accident. Um, there was a time where I was delivering flowers. That was my job. And it was a big van. And then when you'd put a bunch of balloons in the back of the van, you couldn't see out the back. Right. And so everybody knew, like, you don't park behind the van. And this one guy had this little teeny tiniest of low cars. I don't even remember what it's called. But it's like you have to scrape your asshole on the pavement before you get into the car because that's how low yeah. it is. And so I got in the van, backed up, crunch. So I go out, no damage to the van. I'm like up on the hood because even a van clears the, the hood of his, yeah. his car. And so I pull back out and I've busted his headlight. And this dude climbed, no shirt. I, I don't know if it was a drug house, but it was right next to the flower shop. He climbed up into a tree, no shirt, shorts, no shoes, and sat there like a frog or a perched owl. I thought, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I thought he was going to jump down on me and murder me. He just sat in a tree. And then I left. Someone else came out and moved the car. I left, delivered my stuff, got back. Motherfucker was still in a tree like a gargoyle. <laughs> it was so crazy. I still don't have any idea what he was doing out there. It's weird. Okay, so you're in a car. Yeah, I was in car. I was, and I was only 16 and I was just starting to, I got to drive to high school. So I wasn't taking the bus. I got, my parents gave me a 1990 Toyota Corolla or like 
pay for half. And so I was excited. uh, And I had to, I had to to pay for the parking permit. I would, I had a lot of people that I'd pick up for the the carpool. I was going to, so I picked up my friend, Kern McQuillan was who I picked up. And uh, uh, this is it. He's an amazing person. He's actually a distant relative to Betsy Ross, which is amazing to know. The who who made the first American the, flag? Made the first American flag, and if she had known what her family uh, would become, she might be sad. Just kidding. Kern's amazing. Uh, do you think? Do you think Betsy Ross changed her name if she's related to a guy named Kieran McFlurgenfleck? What's his name? Kieran McQuillan. So I don't. I'm sure that's McQuillan. his dad's. I, I don't know where the Betsy sure. Ross, like the name. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't fit. But that's sounds, that was his brag too, which is a weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, I was like, that's who you pick? I mean, that's cool. <laughs> he just walks up to girls at the dance. Hey, you like flags? Like, yeah. My family design. So the you're, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been wet during the Pledge of Allegiance? Bummer. That's probably going to get me in, in but, some trouble with some people. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. I don't think so. So I pick up Betsy Rotz's great, 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 great grandson. Uh, and <laughs> he gets in my car. He's got a Capri Sun because uh, that's let's, it's, it's morning breakfast. And so okay. I get to an intersection and it's one of these long, like I've got to turn left over about like two, uh, uh, two lanes, but there's people coming from a road and there's also people coming off of a highway. So when they're exiting off the highway, they're like, sure. but so, and I swear I looked right and left or all the ways you're supposed to look. And then I gun it. Cause that's how I'm like, time for me to get us to school. And I <laughs> smashed directly into uh, the side of someone's like brand new Saturn at the time. And in the nineties, those oh, were, these no. were hot American made cars. Uh, and so I push, fortunately there was nobody in their passenger side. Cause I think they would have been not feeling good. And so then their car kind of flips. So we're facing each other. I'm terrified. Cause I was like, Oh, I just, this is it. This is what I, I got into the accident. Uh, <laughs> and the lady got, got out and she was not happy. And Curran had squirted his juice box all over the roof of my car and he was just kind of like stunned and i was like are you gonna get out and help me with this he's like oh no i was like okay this, so you're here do you know who my uncle is tommy <laughs> it's francis scott key yeah, and i was like start making please i don't i don't help with things <laughs> i was like call your connections man because we are in trouble <laughs> uh but she the so the woman got out. She was very mad and allowed, should have been allowed to. But her first lines were, you did not just hit my car. And I was like, I did hit your car. <laughs> <laughs> like, and uh, and then there there was like, police were there right away. For so, and I don't know if they were around or, but they're like a, so a police officer came. She was flipping out. And I and usually if it's th- this at fault, you should get a ticket. You should get like I should have been cited for something. And but she was so mad mm-hmm. that the uh, officer started to get overwhelmed. He's because like I I was like oh like I had my insurance information ready. It was just like a picture of my dad. I was like this is Ron. Hi, he <laughs> I paid through him. Can you and uh, but so I had I was just trying to get insurance and then but she was so bad and. 
eventually the cop the guy was like ma'am accident like he's just a kid accidents happen you can't you can yell at him all you want but your door is still gonna be really messed up so you're gonna <laughs> you. and i don't know so eventually i got i didn't get uh i made to school i didn't uh and the my i don't know if my insurance rate went up or if my dad did some illegal thing but but yeah so but i never got like cited sure fortunately she didn't get hurt and uh I'm, and now i'm sure she's driving an even better saturn so oh absolutely with that with anytime you get smacked it's like you have to remember if your car is more than one day old you have an opportunity here yeah to get a newer something exactly my my big thing is yeah living in minnesota then did you have like a Capri Sun stalagmite or stalactite coming down from the cloth interior on <laughs> for the real? That Capri Sun, it like stayed for for like it was that was a it was a reminder constantly because it did not come off. There was just like this <laughs> shot, this pattern of Capri of Capri Sun. So even when I told when I sold that car because nothing had that that Toyota was like a tank. There literally nothing happened to like my right. bumper like when when I when I did the uh, hitting and uh, yeah. So when I sold the car, I was just like bonus Capri Sun, cool pattern done by Betsy Ross's family member. Uh, I sold- <laughs> this should always be a reminder yeah. to look both ways two times. Exactly. I was like, this was his flag design on my car. <laughs> and that's the, uh, that was the last car accident I ever got in until I got in another one probably uh, and until you just jinxed yourself <laughs> right no oh my god yeah i was gonna say that's no, not something i'm saying you, on a podcast why don't you check back in next week from your uh traction at the hospital no, no i did I, somebody hit me i got <laughs> it get, it did come around because a lady ran a red light and smashed into my car no chance it was that lady right i, I don't i don't Ooh. think it was because but uh that would have been amazing and awesome what was the first thing you said to that person then i was like you just when hit you- my car no, I, I, I was really startled. That one was, it was pretty, like, I got shoved and was confused because my car wouldn't go anymore. And I goes, normally I push the thing thing and then it goes, goes, but now it's not going. <laughs> and so <laughs> they, I just sat on the curb and then they pulled it away. She did not give me her insurance information, though. That was a big battle because her, her buddy, her buddy, her husband or something kept being like, oh, I want to do this. You know, I'll, I'll just cut you a check. And I was like, oh, I'd be more comfortable. Just doing insurance, please, because totally. that's what they tell us to do in the classes. And he was like, "Oh no!" And then, he, and then I brought it to a mechanic. He was like, "Well, I'm gonna bring it to my guy." I was like, oh, well, "I gotta have some say." Like, and so finally, I was like, "If you can pay for my rental car, you can do this. You can do this. Like, then you, can, if you can write me a check for a game." And he was like, "I'll give you the insurance number," because he didn't want. Oh, it. nice. There was one time I was at a I was at a red light on Larpenter down in St. Paul, and the green arrow so the arrow turned green but the light was still red and this guy i just saw his truck start and go towards me so quickly and he smashed into the back of my car and so i got out and he was like uh you know listen uh doesn't look like there's too much damage i was like the my taillights on the ground busted and so he's like well you know uh, we can't call the cops and i'm like what's going on here so i go I go, hey, give me your inf- give me your information, and he goes, uh, yeah, let's pull into this parking lot right here. And so I pulled in, and he took off, and then I wow. then I got myself oh. in my first 
fast speed, high speed chase of all time. Yes. And I was just, I, I never, ever let him get out of sight. And I knew I had a full tank of gas. So I was like, let's see what happens. And I followed him around for like 45 minutes. Wow. And then finally he stopped and he was like, what? And I go, yeah, motherfucker, you cannot lose me. I was so excited. He did not get out. Yeah, he did. He got what? out with his arms up. He didn't say what, but he got out. Oh, he was like, what? Like, is in like, yeah, like, like fucking what? what? Quit following me. It's like, no fucking way I'm going to quit following you. Like, as in, are you the sort of man who hit and run somebody? And then when they catch you, you try to fight yeah, them? Yep. Like that sort of what? Well, speaking of tough men, Tommy, uh, why don't you end on a story about a purchase of yours? This is bar none, the worst transitionary podcast of all time. In my head, I was like, I'm going to save it. I'm going to get one good one in here. Tommy bought you, something you once. You nailed and it. I'm excited. Do you guys Tommy. buy Go things? Ahead, uh, I bought something Thank once. You. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you... Are you the sort of man that buys things and then shows it to a lady hoping she'll touch your wiener? Well, you're going to love this beer and podcast. I don't know if you two know about this about me. I collect Lego. Like, uh-huh. so I, yeah. uh, I, we do know that. Yes. I know two things definitively about you. You like Legos <laughs> and you like it. Superman. Yeah. That I we, like. we know you like Legos. That's why it's yeah. taken so long to get you on the show. <laughs> I'm very busy building. That was the first <laughs> thing coming out of the pandemic. I went to a, a bonfire at a mutual friend of ours, Jeff Foser. And I, I was so sure. excited to be around people. We were out going to yep. be outside and the, and, uh, they were all talking. Then there was a lull in the conversation. And I was like, my go time, time to talk, say something, contribute to this adult conversation. And the thing that came out of my mouth was I'm building a Lego city in my basement. And everyone got real quiet. Uh, so, but, uh, but I do have a, <laughs> a large Lego city How in my many? basement. Do you think this is why Megan stopped believing in Jesus? She's like, there's no way there's a heaven. If I have a – pushes me in front of fish, doesn't doesn't stop the door in a subway, and he builds fucking Lego cities. There's no God. She supports it and lo- loves it. So she's like, why do I need to go to heaven where there's a heaven in my basement built out of Lego? My man is incredible. But uh, – <laughs> the story is uh, w- one of the biggest sets I ever purchased was the Lego Millennium Falcon. And this came out a few years ago. It is 7,500 pieces and it is quite expensive. Are you the sort of man that buys a 7,500 piece Lego set? Then you're going to love Capri Sun. <laughs> exactly. Came with a free juice box. I couldn't turn this deal down, you guys. <laughs> You just spend an hour trying to get the straw in the <laughs> hole. Like, yeah. Damn it. This plastic is hard. Oh, I hope my dad's free to help me with these instructions. Uh, <laughs> okay, 7,500 7, pieces. Uh, and and I'll, by the way, I also uh, really love building Legos um, with with my son when he was younger. So, so I wanted to oh, he that. doesn't do it anymore? Because I'm 38. Are, you, are we supposed to stop? Oh, boy. Oh. That was both. Yeah, that was both engaging and condescending. That, that's Chad. why you that heard my fantastic. voice start to go down. As soon as my brain goes, oh, you have to finish this sentence. And I was like, fuck, all right. Chad's like, you, you must have a little child that lives in your house that you build Legos with. Like, no. 
I think it is fascinating. Like when you go to Legoland and you see all the shit they build with Legos, it's mind blowing. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just I'm being serious it. about it. But the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. was coming out, and so I, uh, I wanted to. They sell out fast, so. Sure. And I had had the meeting with Meg, and I go, "Is this in our budget to buy?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll work overtime. Get your Millennium Falcon." Uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> we were. We were living in California at the time. I got up at like 4.30 in the morning because I had to drive to Glendale to this mall. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't tell you, they didn't tell you how many they had or they would in the morning. Like They were like, we're getting some in stock. We don't know exactly the number. So I, I had never been to this mall before. I'm driving all the way from Redondo Beach to Glendale. I get there. I'm, I'm nervous and sweaty. And I, uh, I walk my way through the mall. And then there is, uh, I get, there's five other middle-aged men also standing there. So I was like, right place. I'm in the right place. This is where we're supposed to be. <laughs> and I walk in and these guys are so excited because they're like, it's the, la- it's the last guy. And I go, what? And they're like, there's only six. You did, you made it. Like you're going to get one because the, the Lego guy had, had come out and been like, we have six units or whatever, written it on like a sign on the door. So we were waiting sure. in line, and then the then I saw the saddest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, Chad. Was it was it Harrison Ford? <laughs> no, it wasn't Harrison Ford. Okay. Uh, this this was a an a Asian businessman, probably in his forties, with a coffee cup in his hand and a chair that he brought, like a camping chair, and he's want kind of like wandering up to the to the door, uh, or wa- wandering up to us. And unlike me, where everybody was happy, they're like, oh, man, you're you're not getting." He was like, what? And they're like, there's only six. Like, we're the six. And just him holding his, like, he only gotten up maybe five minutes later than me. Like, I don't, and it just, when you. I love, I love to think of a documentary on Netflix coming out called the uh, Millennium Falcon 6. <laughs> right, yeah. And this is the story of how you guys waited in line and you just turned to this guy and you're like, I hope you like Tauntaun's bitch. Yeah, it's over. But I just, I was like, I've never seen sadness until you see a middle-aged man find out that he is not going to get a Lego Millennium Falcon. Like he was so defeated <laughs> and I think he may have killed himself. Like I feel like he just may have walked directly into traffic after he left. Uh, but I was, you know, I was like, it's, this is a, Doggy dog world, man. You gotta. I won, and then I told. Even better if he if if he didn't wait for traffic and he was just like, knew that if he stood in front of you, you wouldn't look that way and gun it right into him. <laughs> exactly. This is the one time Megan was proud. Like she was finally like, you are you've masculated yourself. You you did it. You've you like you got up early. You forged your way through this mall. Like it was the time she was proud. Yeah, you basically traversed yeah. the woods. And, and then she was like, are you going to flip dinner? it on eBay and make us like twice the money? And I was like, no, I'm going to build it in her kitchen. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> How long did it take you to build? Uh, like two days or something. Cause, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 7,500. That's pretty impressive. Can I, can I ask you a follow-up question that you don't have to answer? But how much does something like a 7,500-piece limited edition Falcon, I think it was Falcon Lego set. $800 was like what, in the store. what I paid because Lego does like 10 cents per piece is their average. So, oh, 
That's I don't I got no problem with that. I've spent eight hundred dollars yeah. on so much stupider shit than but a Millennium they, Falcon. Exactly, and you can sell Lego holds its value, that. so you can actually end up selling it for more or or at least what you paid for. You think for. Lego Lego holds its value even if you've put it together? Yeah, because they retire the sets, so it'll not be available, and then people. What if you've had to use your teeth to get a flat piece off of another flat piece and there's a little chew mark on the corner? I mean, you just say who chewed it and be like, this was chewed by Chad Daniels and like that. But it, that, so th- so that can up the value down. or down the value depending on how I much you chewed yeah. or lost. Trending down. Down. <laughs> but yeah, I get a lot of juice box juice on it on my sets. So they're always sticky too. But. <laughs> <laughs> is is the city in your basement is it like full on is it is it one of these like you walk down and you know how in movies there'll be a guy that's a little and i'm not saying you're socially awkward i'm just it's a movie trope like the socially awkward guy brings you into the basement and he's got like this train set and you're like this is fucking unbelievable like do you have would i walk into your basement and go Holy shit. It's like yeah, the whole you'd city. probably be is like, this is rad. About? You're amazing, Tommy. Like, I finally respect you because, <laughs> and it's not, yep. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's not the whole basement. Like, it's, I've got, uh, we've got like a TV, couch, and then the other half is like, like, uh, six or seven IKEA tables, like those little, Sure. Like, and then they and then I've just kind of now cut. is it is it yeah. one theme or is it mixed themes? I mean, are you down there like Hermione? What's that flying around? It's a Millennium Falcon. Oh, Harry, look at it! And then all of a sudden, what's the deal with these Millennium Falcons? Yeah, they have Seinfeld Lego guys now. I want you. To yeah, do no, I have the Seinfeld sets actually in my my office, but I uh, it is multiple. I've got like the Daily Bugle, so Spider-Man's running around. Then you got like a normal sure. firehouse of like uh, firemen guys. There's street, there's public transportation. I got a donut store. I can rotate it around. Sure. Put a haunted house in. Take that out. Put a Chris, sure. Christmas stuff in. Yeah. Oh, you can go seasonal. No. And there's you YouTube channels that I city. watch of other people. I joined a group. I joined a uh, adult fans of Lego group uh, mm-hmm. when I moved back to Minnesota, so I could feel comfortable. I know, I know we've kind of been joking about this, but one thing that I am absolutely stern in my belief in is I don't, I think diving that deep into hobbies is the greatest thing in the world. Like, I, and I don't care if it's sports, I don't care if it's Legos, I like, whatever, like, there are a couple things in my life that I am so into in that same way. I think that's one of the purest versions of happiness in existence that's what jackie cation who's a friend of all ours she does the you know the dork forest which her podcast is basically like every week interviewing something about the thing they're obsessed with and i know we've been kind of making jokes but i just i love it like being a part of a group and also 65 to 75 year old men are the uh top group for suicide and it is because after they retire they have nothing to do they feel pretty useless and so having hobbies like that legit keeps you living longer. Yeah. That's betterhelp.com. Excellent. Wow, that was nice, Chad. Smooth. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we treat our sponsors well. Uh, and we treat our guests well, Tommy. So we need to tell everybody, I, you know, we, we really kind of skated past the early parts of our lives and careers and, and your career in comedy. But you, you were a guy who I 
you and I were coming up at Acme at the exact same time doing the open mic. And Mondays were so fun because you were one of the guys who I always knew was going to ruin the room yeah. with laughter. And your stuff is so great. You, you just, have you recorded it yet? You're about to record your second dry bar special. Is that right? I've taped the second dry bar. We did that like three weeks ago. And now I'm going to record a full, a new album, the third album uh, at Acme uh, Thanksgiving week. So you're recording, yeah, so you'll be at, if you're in Minneapolis, he'll be at Acme Thanksgiving week recording his new album. You can get the other ones on you, uh, on Dry Bar's website. You can get his first Dry Bar special. Maybe most importantly, Tommy has a podcast that's very similar to this podcast in that it's he and one of his good friends just oh, yeah. talking shit. It's you and Rob Little. It's called A Little, yes. a little Tom Foolery, yeah. a play on both your names, right? And you think people can get that everywhere. And it's, it's really good. I mean, Rob Little's obviously fucking fantastic. And yeah, you guys that's are really, a lot of really fun. good together. And we, we fool around on it. That's what, that's the joke. I'm like, no, no, we don't fool around. I mean, like, we just do fool, fool stuff. So <laughs> like podcasts, it's like Joe Rogan with more cardigans. Okay. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> well, it's always great to see you. Um, do, where can people follow you? Uh, they can follow me, uh, TommyRyman.com. You can find all the links to all my social media, but at TommyRyman for Instagram, at TommyRyman for Twitter, all, all that is where I am. Uh, I'm going to go have a Capri Sun. I got to well, go. Well, you're the best, Tommy. Thanks for having me. You guys are amazing. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.